This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hello, it is I once again, Schmo Brannigan, here with an update in regards to my previous message. My search for the Kashev sci-fi stuff has proven fruitful for I am presently recording this message from inside an underground bunker, filled to bursting with ancient alien technology. After trekking through sand, through river and through jungle, I discovered an odd-looking stone statue in the middle of a large clearing. A statue which resembled some large feline creature, but with the head of a homegrown Blibler inhabitant. Betwixt the thigh gap of this lithic hybrid, is where I had discovered an elevator door through which I entered and descended 50 stories underground. The place is as spacious as a large warehouse, and is chock full of gizmos, gadgets and other things as well. There's enough equipment down here to suit the needs of a 50-man Blibar colony. And though this facility, and all the devices it contains, is over 6900 years old, just about everything has been preserved perfectly within this undiscovered, airtight sealed chamber. Following only some initial scans of this bunker's wares, I can say with confidence that there are plenty enough raw materials in here with which I can construct a space-worthy vessel capable of warp speed travel. However, all of the helium-3 isotope fuel cells present in this chamber have unfortunately reverted back to helium-4. Okay, we will have to locate and retrieve some other fuel source for our hypothetical ship before we can leave the planet. Anyway, among this ancient alien sci-fi stash, I have also found a whole armory of solar-powered plasma rifles, Kevlar exosuits of all sizes, and perhaps most importantly, beneath the top in the corner of this chamber, I have uncovered a motorized sand sled, with all the functionalities of a snowmobile but for sand, complete with cup holders and plasma rocket boosters. And let me tell you, this thing looks absolutely stunning. A true vintage beauty, just like my great-great-great-great-great-grandfather used to ride it. This is Schmo Brannigan. Signing off. How's it hanging, ladies and folks? My name is Chris R.R. Bauzo, and this is my show. You're about to hear the latest and greatest installment of my ongoing sword and sorcery sci-fi narrative. A story written, read, performed, and edited all with your ear holes in mind. So don't even concern yourself with going back to catch up quite yet. Because this episode, like every episode, just so happens to be the perfect jumping on point. And then, once you're hooked, feel free to go back and enrapture yourself with the story thus far while you wait for the next one to drop. And a little birdie told me, just between you and me, that next one might be a, <laughs> might be a little while out. But uh, anyway, all I need you to do right now is sit back, relax, 
And allow me to unfurl the wizard scroll. Scarletta sat there on a rock, idly, hopelessly gazing out to the horizon, watching in impotent horror as Ralph Hogman and Deputy Charlie hauled the love of her life back to the precinct, watching knowing full well there was nothing she could do to stop that super hog-powered sand sled as it tore across the sandscape at an impossible pace, crested a distant hillock, and now dipped out of view. In her heart, she was sure this would be the last time she'd ever see her beloved Crystal again, and she was powerless to do anything about it. So she did the only thing she could do. She did the only thing that made sense for her to do. Binoculars in hand, through watery, tear-filled eyes, she gazed out to the horizon, intent on committing her chestnut-shaped, almond-toned visage to perfect memory, focused on every single pore, every lock of silky, silvery rainbow hair those heavy-lidded emerald green eyes that would flash with life every time they looked into her own. And she would lock that snapshot up in her mind, where we would live rent-free for the rest of her days, days which, she reassured herself, were surely numbered now were in extremely limited supply due to the fact that she had just been abandoned out here in the middle of the sandscape desert, left to her own devices amidst its sweltering heat and deadly wildlife. And so, after losing sight of the retreating sand sled and all its passengers, she reached into the elf's magic bag of holding, pulled out a canteen of water and took a swig. She could hardly even walk following her brush with death, the one which had been prevented only after Crystal, after her Crystal had intervened, had placed her soft, pillowy lips on her envenomed calf wound and sucked out all the scorpion juice it contained. She curiously picked at the leftover scab, wincing as she felt fiery chills crawl up and down and all around her spine. The feeling soon subsided as she allowed her mind to wander off, recalling with great clarity a different spot where the elf's mouth, her tongue, her passion had often been put to good use. Chicken wings, huh? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Finger licking, stick your dick in good. <laughs> Scarletta, I am so glad to see you. I was able to locate the ancient alien stash of sci-fi stuff and found this bad boy inside. I also brought matching Kevlar armor exosuits for the three of us. Wait, where is Crystal? And she just looked up at him, tears streaming down from her hazel-hewn eyes. She looked up and gave him a gander that said it all. That said everything he needed to hear. Cut two. They zoom through the desert at a breakneck pace. 
following Oldberg's finest and their fivesome of super hogs by the tracks they left in their wake. Hold on tight. This puppy may be over 6,900 years old, but Alien Tech is built to last. Schmo revved the handlebars and gritted his gums, now donning a pair of aviator goggles he had found in that bunker as well because they were hot on the trail, with the wind whipping Scarletta's rusty red hair as they crested the next hillock and went sky high. Today's a good day, Charlie. Finally, after eight long episodes, we've got our perp right in our clutches. All tied up and en route to the station. As well as a little bonus Jonas, if you know what I mean, Charlie said, motioning to that pair of unconscious elves, the ones who had been handcuffed, knocked out, and then tied to one another as they slept. Hey, hey, ah! What? You two! What is the meaning of this? This is my fucking sled, you assholes! You cannot be doing this! No, 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 wait, no, no, no! Boss, do you see that? It's the redhead! And some weird goblin thing! I don't know what the heck that is, but they're coming fast! What should we do, boss? I'll tend to the hogs, Charlie. Man the crossbow and shoot them down! Right! Nothing like a little excessive lethal force in the morning to get the blood pumping, eh, boss? You said it, Charlie. High five! Yeah! Have you ever fired a plasma rifle before, Scarletta? Yes, I have, though I am a pretty savant with the crossbow. I mean, you've seen my work, right? How much of a difference could there possibly be? You'd be surprised. Scarletta stood up in her seat balancing precariously atop the moving sandmobile as she trained her scope on Ralph's butt-ugly mug. Or was it his ass? She didn't know. Either way, like the seasoned marksman she was, she held her breath. She waited patiently for just the right moment to fire, and then... The only thing she failed to account for was the gun's knockback which took her unaware, took her by surprise, and knocked her off balance, leaving her tumbling backwards off the moving sled. While the plasma bullet she fired was sent wildly off course, the beam bouncing off the sled's side-view mirror and up into the sky. So Schmo, the plasma rifle enthusiast that he was, had mentally prepared for this exact situation the second he gave her that gun. So with a strength belied by his gangly green stature, he reached back, grabbed a hold of her Kevlar suit's collar, and pulled her to safety just in time. Thanks! Don't mention it. A whole roast chicken could then be seen falling from the sky as it plummeted to the earth and crash-landed somewhere off in the background. Scarletta, you might want to hold on to something. As Schmo pressed the big blue nitrous button sitting between his handlebars, causing a pair of giant rocket boosters to emerge on either side of the vehicle. Today, 
Today's episode of the Wizard Scroll is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash the wizard scroll today for instant access to all sorts of patron exclusive content, including but not limited to early access to new episodes before they're released phone and desktop wallpapers, and a whole bunch of other shit as well. Sign up for a small monthly donation today at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the wizard scroll. And you better know how to spell that. Anyway, that's about it from this old blabbermouth. As it says, out. With the speed of 12 cheetahs tied together, Schmo and Scarletta zoomed ahead, easily outpacing their adversaries, easily catching up with that sprinting sounder of super hogs in no time at all. The aliens steered their vintage vehicle such that he and Scarletta were situated directly ahead of the chops. While Scarletta cocked her rifle once again, held her breath and trained it on that butt-ugly, donut-munching, orange-tunic-wearing, corrupt-as-fuck-enforcer of the law. Hmm, but what if? <laughs> Delightfully devilish, Scarletta. Grinning to herself, she changed her mind, opting to instead aim her next blast at one of Ralph Hogman's namesake hogs just to piss him off a little bit first. So she brought the barrel of her weapon down unto one of those unsuspecting beasts, this time bracing for the knockback, this time meeting her mark. The magically enhanced super hog was no match for that simple plasma bullet. For now he housed a huge, charred, and gushing hole in the hawk. Slain instantly as he tumbled to the ground, ran over by the very sled that he had been pulling for like three episodes straight. In the blink of an eye, the super hog had been reduced to a bloody hunk of roadkill, dragging behind in the sand by the neck. A pair of sled tracks now dashed across the thing's oddly human pectorals. No! You fucking cunt! I raised that hog since the egg sack! You'll pay for this! Ralph twisted his reins to and fro, this way and that, commanding his four remaining hogs to barrel forward and ram into the sandmobile from behind. As they did just that. Repeatedly rear-ending that ancient, though somehow also futuristic, little sandmobile. As they gnawed on its silicon alloy carapace, tearing off big chunks of the stuff with those large, protruding adamantine tusks. While Ralph stood there, gritting his teeth so tight that you could have sworn you saw them crack and splinter in the zoomed-in view clenching his jaws while holding out both middle fingers in their direction. Charlie, you know what to do! Uh, right, boss! The orc deputy readied his crossbow and aimed it at Scarletta, waiting for just the right moment to strike. Ta 
Tommy, what the fuck are you doing? That dead hog's coming out of your paycheck! Nah, sorry, boss. My fingers slipped. Hang on tight, Scarletta. I'm going to try a different tactic. And that tactic knocked Charlie right the fuck off his feet as he tumbled and fell overboard, only managing to find purchase on one of the giant muscular hog carcasses dragging along from behind. I'm okay, boss! The climactic chase continued through a sizable desert village known as Sandtopia, a settlement jam-packed with multi-story mud-brick hovels, bland, beige buildings adorned with finely woven tapestries of all colors. The inhabitants of Santopia rode in camel-drawn sleds up and down the streets, pulling produce, handcrafted water jugs, and some other desert-themed goodies to the market, to the large, bustling bazaar right in the center of it all. Jerry the Skeleton was walking the beat, clad in a hijab to hide his undead features, dragging his pet rock behind by a leash as he stopped to peruse a fruit vendor's wares. All the apples looked rotten and one of them had a worm sticking out of it. Oh my, these apples look scrumptious. How much for a dozen? Oh, yes, yes, yes. These are the finest apples in all the sunscape, my friend. Uh, they usually go for two gold a piece, but uh, I have a very, very special deal for you today only. You buy 11, get the 12th half off. Hmm, very nice. Very squishy. And at that price, I'd be a bonehead not to take them. Charlie, take my hand! Oh, help me up, help me up! Hi, caramba! These deals are making my head spin! The marketplace was reduced to little more than a maelstrom of chaos as that perilous pair of speeding sand sleds zoomed by. Plasma bullets and crossbow bolts flying from the fray. Don't just stand there, Charlie! Keep shooting at them! But boss, th there's innocent bystanders out there! What if I hit one on accident? Nothing more than collateral damage. That red-headed bitch just killed Wilbur! And she'll take out the rest of my hogs, me, and you too! Unless you do something about it, eh? Uh, okay, boss. Villagers scramble to avoid being run over. Scramble to avoid being struck down by that flurry of stray bolts and laser beams. Diving behind cover and watching in abject terror as those speeding sleds careened carelessly through the bazaar. Hang on to something, Charlie. I know a shortcut. Uh, okay, boss. Ralph commanded his three remaining hogs around a corner and through a nearby alleyway. It was a tight squeeze, but they just barely managed to fit that double-wide sand sled inside, with sparks flying off on either side as it scraped along the walls. While Schmo punched the nitrous button yet again, popping whatever the sandmobile equivalent of a wheelie is, as he and Scarletta sped up a nearby fruit cart like a ramp. Doing a motherfucking barrel roll while flying straight through a second-story window. Uh. 
the barrel roll continued through that guy's living room, out through another window, and back down to the sand streets below, landing just ahead of Ralph and Charlie's now scuffed-up sled. You're mine now, Ralphie boy! Boss! Look out! No! Oh my, he was so young, so full of life, so much potential. Ralph's lip quivered as he fought back tears. No, not yet. Not now. Not while he still had his perp, as well as his little bonus perp to beg. Their bounties combined, all from self, it would be enough to retire with. Would be more than enough to take his sexy orc wife somewhere far, far away from it all. Somewhere with a lake and a puppy and a magic rectangle so big it'll make your mama say, Oh, sheesh! Is that what you spent your Christmas bonus on? God damn! That's a big old screen. How many channels that puppy get? So he cut loose his two dead hogs as well as two of his live ones, blowing kisses to them all as he spoke. Dina, Dina, you know what to do. Carl, you're coming with me. On his word, his two free hogs ran forward full tilt, fully intent on shattering that sandmobile, tearing its passengers into small, unrecognizable chunks, intent on avenging their fallen brethren or die trying. While Ralph, with his perps, one hog, and his dead best friend in tow, he slowed to a crawl and slipped, inconspicuously, into another alleyway, retreating between those mud brick hobbles without so much as a trace. Get them off. Carletta. Get them off. There. That takes care of... Holy crap. Where did he go? He's gone? Say what? Where'd he go? My dear friend is gone. What do we do? A guy just doesn't disappear. It makes no sense. I thought you, like... What the fuck? Thanks for tuning in to me screaming about wizards for 20 minutes. If you're still here, odds are that you've enjoyed what you just heard and are stoked for more. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> about that, we're gonna take a little break again. But, you know what? During that time, Wizard Hang and Krista's Scald might come back. More sandwich reviews, more covers. I'm gonna keep the content flowing. And I'm gonna keep this shit growing and going. And you'll be updated regularly with my status. Anyway, check out the Patreon. You know, if you think that this show's good enough for your dollar, give me a dollar. Finally, if you want to see the Wizard Scroll reach as many ear holes as possible, then hop on your social medias and tag me in all your Wizard Scroll praise. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your frenemies, and even your grandma about your new favorite podcast. Word of mouth is how this show can continue to grow, so share the shit out of it with everyone you know. And until next time... Ladies, germs, and sperms, it's...
sure is great to be here at the Rikers Island Super Arena. The roughest, toughest, rowdiest super arena there is. Yeah, hi, I'm Sergeant Chet Thunderhoof. Oh, everybody. Oh, my God. It's Chet Thunderhoof. You bet your britches, bitches. Every month we get a whole bunch of fresh new faces shipped in from the mainland. And then we pin them all against each other to the death. We've got chairs, bears, eclairs, and derriers. Ain't that right, Chet? Don't forget about air. Right, yeah. Need that shit to breathe. <laughs> you know this is all your fault, right? I suppose it is what it is what it is. Like, come on, you fucking geek. You call the chops on me and then help them track me down and arrest me and for what? Some stupid jealousy complex? I mean, uh, to be honest, the 14,000 gold didn't sound too bad either. That's fair, I, I guess. I really liked your dagger, by the way. It's pretty cool. It reminds me of one I had back in season one. Gracias. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You found the heart! She found a key to the heart. On the quest of a lifetime, three best friends take on a harrowing journey. Your mind and body will be tested in these upcoming weeks, as well as your heart. Where more is at stake than a gift from the gods, being with Albina and I is going to be... weird? Not bad weird, just, uh, different. Everything's different on the water. When new friends meet, you have an office? Where do you think I do all the pirate business? Pirates have business? It's a parchment nightmare. And family secrets are revealed. We could be twins. Yes, I've noticed. This young crew of adventurers will learn what it takes to complete the deadly journey to the heart. It's not like an island could set a trap for us. What? Lightning fog? Are you kidding me? But is getting what they want worth losing what they have? I was happy with you and Charlie. Was? Look at us! How could I be? Journey to the Heart. Now available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Tune in each week and vote for where you think the story should go next. What we-